2: David. Football. Football, David.
0: The Dave Damaschek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamaschek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
3: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave. Dave Damashek. what's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available, as always, on Stitcher, iTunes, and NFL.com slash Sheck.
0: S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck,
3: A lot of fun, I think, in store for today's show. One, we have our old pal, Michael Robinson, the former great Penn State quarterback, is going to be joining us. Of course, he toiled for the Seattle Seahawks, got himself a ring, and now periodically makes way to uh, Studio 66 to kibitz about pigskin, so on and so forth. Looking forward to yapping with him. Also, all-time college football great out of the University of Georgia. His travels are well-known in Big D, Minnesota, Philadelphia, and for USFL fans, they remember him toiling in New Jersey for the Generals. That's right, it's Herschel Walker coming up for uh for your listening pleasure in just a little while. In the meantime, look who has joined us here in sixty six. I think this is a first. He's usually on the other side of the glass. Who is sitting in that chair behind the glass right now is power tie, Tommy tie, porn tie, whatever you want to call him. He has a weird mustache. It is uh it is I'm gonna go with Tommy tie. What's the poop back there, Mr. Mustache?
4: Nothing much. I I I think we need to have some sort of contest between you and I on on shaving said Facial features.
3: What do you mean? So the loser has to shave? Right. I think the way to do that is you have to shave half of it. You know, like if you lose the bet, you have to shave half your mustache. Yeah. We need to figure that out. And stay with it for a fortnight. You don't get to just do it and then, like, I did it for three hours. You got to let it sit. You got to live with it. Today, we're going to, uh, I think this will be fun in a little bit. We did the best sports theme music, you know, the old NBA on NBC theme and. That's uh, to see on CBS. Yeah, all those, all those good ones. Today, something we promised earlier in the week. We're gonna do best uh, college fight songs. It seems appropriate with Herschel and Michael Robinson coming in here. But uh, like I say, so we have Tommy tie behind the glass here in Studio sixty six proper. It's black tie. What's the poop? Black tie. What's
2: going on, Shaq?
3: Back from Africa, Roma. Well, yep. London for and beyond.
2: Night. Yep. Uh, Africa. You By that, you mean Nigeria. I wasn't in the whole continent of Africa. But you see how you mentioned Rome and London? Yeah, actually, you mentioned specific places. People never do that for African countries. They always say, oh, you went to Africa.
3: I know. That's interesting because I feel like the dark continent, people really aren't uh, confident that they know. They yeah, you
2: know the names, yeah. I that's think Nigeria
3: is, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it on the east coast about uh, two-thirds of the way down on the continent?
2: Is no, it, it's the right? West, West Africa.
3: Oh, it's West Africa. Yeah. Oh. Well, see, I'm <laughs> wildly wrong then. See? Completely. I, I'm not... I'm not uh, but they do say, you know, I was just talking to some people, it is the last... Um, it's the last frontier for marketing, for global marketing. You know, they now NBA and NFL and all that kind of stuff. They now feel that they have saturated, you know, most of Asia. They're in China pretty good and so on. But, Africa is the last place, apparently, that that uh, that you know that there's apparently some hay left to be made. Anyway, who cares about that? What about uh, your sister's wedding? I saw some pictures. It looked like a positively grand time.
2: Fantastic. Great time to be home. Great time uh, for my sister and the rest of my family. Um, and uh, I thought about bringing back some Nigerian snacks, but yeah. I wouldn't be able to get across the border. And I don't know if you've been able to survive eating them.
3: You said you were gonna bring me the dried meat.
2: Yeah, you kind of need a hardened stomach for that. I
3: I have a hardened stomach. I did
2: bring back some British candy, though, right here.
3: Did I tell any? Did I uh, while you were away? It was my birthday, black tie. I did. Did I, did I tell anybody here that uh, on Saturday night to celebrate that I ate three desserts?
2: Ooh, that's I, that's I an once, achievement. My time in Rome, I once had gelato twice in like three hours. That's pretty Three good. scoops. That ain't bad. That's a gelato store on, like every corner. It was like, what the heck? I had to have it twice.
3: Well, it's delicious. And then when you go to Paris, it's. A, I I was once in Europe, and I went from Italy, where I ate much gelato, to no surprise. But then that you go to to France, they do glace, and it's like it's almost like an ice. It's a it's a lighter kind of an ice cream. Gelato, creamier, mm-hmm. but the glace, delicious too. Smaller scoops, more intense flavor. I didn't I couldn't decide which I like better, if I recall correctly, I wrote a song about it. Uh you know, I I'm not gonna sing it for you now, but either way, I, I you know, it's one of those things, you know, I like ranking things, I like listing things as much as anybody, if not more, on the planet Earth. But I also am quick to point out there are certain things in this world that we don't need to decide which one's better. It's a better place that we have both. It's like, you know, in and out and um What's the East Coast five one about five guys which which one's better like, I don't know I'm glad they're both here yeah. that that's my that's my answer to that glace and gelato same thing which one's better I don't need to make a decision I'm going to eat them both so
2: just real quick, a couple more travel notes. I did come across the David, which, remember, when David Garrard was on here, you asked him who the most famous David was, you know, between yourself, David Garrard, David Beckham is what, what one, But he actually chose uh, David from the Bible. That was
3: pretty know. good. He who slayed uh, yeah, Goliath. Uh,
2: yeah, so Michelangelo's sculpture of the David at uh, Soeisen. That was pretty amazing to see. Something that's been around since 1500, actually.
3: Yeah, it's weird that David, though, decided to sling the rock it now it makes you think it's like he he threw it out of what must have been his thong at uh, Goliath because he's 'cause he's pantsless. Who goes into battle with no pants on? You know he's just hey,
2: nude. That's uh, that's a, an intimidating. That's a move, new definite definition of uh, letting it all hang.
3: Yeah, it really is. Hey, you know what I'm doing? You know, hey, we're gonna fight. I'm doing it nude. What do you think of that, fella? You know, you'd win most fights by default that way. Yeah. Herschel Walker, in fact, is uh, an MMA guy. Maybe we should remember to throw that one his way. That's a good strategy. You show up nude, you know, a lot of guys are going to back out. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again now. There are two scenes in movies that have no good reason to be done in the nude. One is Eastern Promises with uh, Viggo Mortensen. Never seen it. And two is School Ties. Matt Damon and Brendan Fraser get into a fight in the the boys' showers there when – Matt Damon discovers that Brendan McCarthy is Jewish, and for some reason that leads to fisticuffs. And then two two toughs come in to kill Vigo Mortensen when he's in the public shower, and then he kills them both. Again, wild nude. Spoiler alert. Wild nude. Nude fights. Why did they—who was the director? Who was the writer? Hey, you know what will really make this scene sing? Lose the pants.
2: <laughs> Weird, right? Uh lastly though, um I wasn't supposed to be in London. Would actually.
3: people watch more MMA or less if it were done in the nude?
2: <laughs> so you love this idea.
3: I listen, I don't want pro football being played in the nude, you know? That we don't need. That would be I I don't know that I'd be able to to watch that. All right, go ahead, Black. Yeah, Black. so
2: I actually wasn't supposed to I was supposed to be in L- London. Never
3: mind the injuries. Oh, I mean the, the the apocalyptic, rupturous injuries that would occur. Anyway, please, yep. I was please to, go.
2: Oh, uh, There we go. I was supposed to be in London for three days, but that got cut short. I was only supposed to, you know, connect through London, but my flight got delayed. So I spent, I ended up spending one night in London. That one night I went out to Nando's, which I don't believe you've been to. It's a grilled chicken, peri-peri chicken spot. I saw your pictures. It's amazing. And it is obviously, I've, I've been there numerous times, but it's now also in like the D.C., Virginia oh, really? side of town. So if you ever head out there, go to Nando's. It's some of the best chicken you ever have. Amazing.
3: So it was a good trip um, across the Atlantic Ocean, and good for you on that. But uh, you also were amidst all this family stuff, all these obligations to be in certain places at certain times. You also found time to watch the NBA Finals. What time of night or morning or whatever are those games going on over
2: there? Two a.m. in Nigeria, three a.m. in Rome, and the one night in London, two a.m. again. And so yeah, I watched Wait it. Wait a in second, four Italy countries.
3: is further. Yep. Uh, is further east than than Nigeria is. That's weird. I
2: can't Nine hour time about. difference. Yep. Wow. Yeah.
3: Um. And so you 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 did watch all the stuff.
2: I did. Yeah. Um. I missed game two. and game two, actually, was I was intent on getting because I was flying to Rome, so I was intent on not checking social media, not knowing the score, getting to my place in Rome, and watching the game, which I was able to get to that point. And when I hit play on the NBA International League Pass. The freaking thing shows me the full score. Full, You know,
3: ah. <laughs> I made it all the way
2: to that point. I did not sleep, went straight to my laptop, hit play, and then I see the score just before I'm about to watch the game. Unnecessary. After paying 20 years.
3: Unnecessary fun fact, Black Tie watched that nude. He was in the complete <laughs> nude for the NBA. It was like, well, why do you have to get nude to watch basketball? But that's what his thing yeah. is. I don't know why he does that. Um. So yeah, a great series there. Wasn't um, a great
2: series. It, it really was, wasn't. No, you're crazy. no, no it understand. wasn't.
3: We're gonna dig in on pro football as I promised. But all right, black ties. I, I'll, let, I'll indulge your NBA talk for a minute here. What 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 about that series was not compelling to you? It, what LeBron we, did a gargantuan historic effort.
2: Well, that's what it is. Exactly what it is. It was an effort. It wasn't a you know. It wasn't a an awesome epic performance. The effort was epic. We've seen, we've never seen a more focused LeBron. We've seen a more productive and better LeBron before. Like, you know, in the, in the you're, moment, you're
3: caught up on a, in efficiency numbers, well, it's but those go game. out the door when he is possessing the ball the entire game. His efficiency no, I, no, agreed, is going to drop agreed. off.
2: But here's what, here's where I see I If a team puts up 38 points on 39 percent shooting, we're gonna call that bad offense. If a player does it's like wow, he's doing all this. Like, not like end of the day, efficiency is essential to the game because you're you're losing possessions the more shots you miss. I don't understand he had to play that way because of his team. And, again, I'm not taking anything for, away from his effort at all, but we've seen a better LeBron. Like
3: I know we have because, of course, no human being could do what LeBron did, but LeBron did it as well true. as any human being not in well the history of b-
2: Not as well as, he's, as he himself has done it before.
3: That's But you're, but the game you're playing is, well, if a team had the statistics that LeBron had, that's an apples and oranges conversation. What you need to consider is who else could do anything close to what LeBron did under those circumstances. Not Michael Jordan, not Larry Bird, not Magic Johnson. If you threw those I guys mean, on the floor with the collection that LeBron was out there with, they would have gotten whipped by well, a ton. LeBron won two games against 67-win Golden State. I Golden State, 67 wins. In the mighty West, they—he even did that against the, uh, against an all-time team, an all-time That's single-season great. team. He won two games. They were in all six of those games. No, that I- is. That That is a, a remarkable effort. How anybody comes away from that and says, well, we should give it to Andre Iguodala for guarding LeBron is is an insane train of thought. Well, yeah, that's a whole different topic. The
2: MVP is a whole different conversation. I just feel like overall, yes, the most impressive thing about that series is clearly LeBron. But I feel like overall it's underwhelming because we didn't see the Warriors play their best. I mean, they won that series without Klay Thompson being good. They won that series without the only one Steph Curry-type performance. I mean, so... It was, you know, the better team won, obviously. It was just underwhelming because we never actually got to see the Warriors have to play their best, and then we obviously got a depleted Cavs roster.
3: I, well, I mean, again, as I told you in advance, that was why Cleveland had a shot in this because you could see Steph Curry I and Clay Thompson point. Yep. having has having some struggles rising yep. in the big moment, and clearly after the fact they sort of acknowledged that that was the issue. Yep. But um, that's that's true. anyway. I'm, I I just I feel like I talk about it all the time. The the need in the twenty first century to say something cynical to diminish immediately once it happens. Any other era. I mean, the guy led the led both teams in scoring, rebounding, and assists. What? It's unheard of to do what? what he did. We should be hailing him. And I think most people are, and I think that the further away we get more. from this, the more people I mean, people already are calling it the LeBron series. Golden no, State right? won it. Yeah. And and I think that in a in an odd way that it uh it bolsters his profile is, you know, at I, worst, the second-best player in NBA history. I do agree. With non-center, at least. Yeah,
2: I do agree with most of his points. But the same way we said he led the, both all t- both teams in points, rebounds, and assists, if you look at the full numbers, like, again, we've seen a better LeBron, and he accounted for about 55.6% of his team's uh, points and assists. MJ accounted for, like, 545 against the Suns in 93. And MJ obviously did it, did it in a way more efficient clip. I just feel, again— as great as he was, we we've seen better from LeBron.
3: Why are we seeing a, a sign held up against the glass? No participation ribbons given in the NBA. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Because uh, our yeah.
4: director John is is very adamant about LeBron not winning the MVP.
2: No, well, it's it's uh, the MVP. <laughs> by the way, I feel like should have gone to Steph Curry. Because first of all, you don't give. I feel like giving LeBron the MVP is like it's like essentially a moral victory in a professional sports. That's set. right. We don't. Now that would have been that. fine. Well, that's we don't do that,
3: you know. Yeah, they do do that. It has been done in the past. Once. If you were ever going to do it in the history of sports, it would be for this series.
2: Yeah, but it's it's it was a dumb precedent that probably shouldn't should not have been said. It's like that's not what you do. And then Iggy winning over Steph is ridiculous because Iggy played better than expected, but Steph Curry is still the reason why the the Warriors right. were.
3: But again, the V stands for valuable and. Steph there was no valuable. one on the floor more valuable than. Well, Brian yeah, James.
2: I agree. The definition of the MVP in general, a lot of times, is just too murky and, you know. Upper interpretation, all that nonsense, but we can't give it to a guy who's on the losing team. It's just weird. Imagine that. Imagine I understand
3: it's like, weird. That's why you don't do it very often. But certainly this situation called for it. If there is ever, I mean, unless you're going to take a hard and fast stance that you never ever do it, then I can I can hear you. I almost
2: wonder if we should do a MVP for the postseason overall. Maybe then it will seem less weird. It's hey, kind of like the World Cup. You don't have a you don't have a. Um, player of the cup for the final. You have a player of the World Cup in general.
3: You should know this, Black Tie, uh, and I know you don't know it. Mm. Who is the only Super Bowl uh, loser to win the game MVP? This is uh, uh, this is, li- this is uh, 101 trivia. Uh,
2: we can ask Michael Robinson who's walking in putting his headset on.
3: It is Chuck Howley, Super Bowl Five, the Dallas Cowboys. That's uh. who won it. All right, look, you, as Black Tie mentions, Look who walked in here, our long-lost pal, coming down from Seattle, Washington. Oh, no, he didn't come. No. He got from there. He <laughs> lived up there, but now he lives out in Virginia. He's a man, you know, who really, you know, whose fans know no border. It's sort of like the Czech Republic. You know? Exactly. The Czech Republic, there are no borders here. You know, <laughs> we welcome all, you know, all, all citizens. Um, and welcome back to you, Michael Robinson. What's the poop? How are you, fella? I'm doing great, guys. What's going yeah. on out here in L.A., man? The
5: land of the sun.
3: Well, what we want to talk about is something very important here. It's really sort of a college football-themed show here, and it's summertime, and, you know, the the mini camps are underway, and – I choose not to. My name is on the show. So, I listen, I know Michael Robinson. You go on the Fancy Network, and they say, hey, we have to talk about uh, whether Jameis is going to win the starting job there in Tampa Bay. Like, come on, Mike Glennon, do we have to indulge the, that, <laughs> those kind of things? There are more fun conversations we can have. Yeah. Like Best Fight Song, for instance. What do you think Ooh, of that?
5: Um, I can't lie. Uh, I do not know my fight song. I know the name <laughs> of it. I know how – yeah, I know how it sounds, but to actually put words behind it.
3: That just sounds like noise. Penn State,
5: no. Sounded great. I mean, you know, when you nah. score a touchdown, you got 115,000 people yelling your name. I know you haven't had that many people yell, Dave, damn shit.
3: You don't have to show you me know. up. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. Well, Michael Robinson <laughs> called by one A.J. Hawk, former Ohio State standout, the toughest quarterback he's ever tried to tackle, college or pro lofty uh lofty praise for you there. What is we were talking before we jump in on some uh some fight song talk here. What is we were having some fun la- uh yapping about this. You know, cuz you see Steph Curry in the final seconds of them winning the title throw the ball high into the air. You were a quarterback at Penn State, then you you know you got to play various spots around the field in uh in pro football. What to you is the coolest um victory, I th- I'm trying to trying to figure out how to couch this. I feel like, rather than scoring a touchdown in overtime, which is fine, I think the best spot to be is in the victory formation as a quarterback. Absolutely. Is that the best way to end the game?
5: Yes, it's, it's the absolute best, and then I've always been a running back who was either who was right behind the quarterback and to make sure he didn't fumble. And just to hear the conversations between the guys on defense, I mean, especially when, you know, the game is over.
3: Like what? What do they do?
5: Oh, well, you got some guys. If it was a heated game, you got you got guys, you know, firing off at at you and, you know, trying to go at your knees and all of those type of things. You're just telling them, dude, the game is over, man. Relax. You know, then you have the nice guys that just want to say, oh, man, I don't you know, I'm a great sport. I don't like for you to tell me, good job. I really don't.
3: <laughs> Even no. if you've won? Yeah, I
5: don't. Leave me alone, man. Do your thing. Hey, you played hard. You know, I'll see you next time we play, man. I'm all, When I'm in that, that mode of gladiator, man, I don't really want any friends.
3: I I I would go one step further. I'd say get off my field. Better luck nef- next time.
5: Yeah, you could say that, but, I mean. Did you
3: ever block a punt?
5: No, I did not physically block a punt. I picked up one and scored a
3: touchdown. Is that right? Is that because yes. I would say that that might be the most exciting play in football. The punt? The block punt. The is block the, punt? Is that the what's more exciting than that? Yeah, well,
5: you know what? See, the block punt, actually executing a block is fun, but punt return, I hate it. Like, mm. Oh, my God, I was 240, 245, dude. To hold on to a guy, 220 pounds, that was five years younger than me, sprinting down the field. I mean, I couldn't block it. If he got in front of me, I'm not going to block the kick.
3: Oh, so you, so you, were to, you, you, so you to had to block to get him all the, the way down gunner? the
5: field? Yeah, well, not necessarily the gunner, but, you know, guys a- into the box, you know. And I just hated the idea of going this way, turning and running all the way down this way. And then the returner, Some half of the time, didn't even follow my block. So it's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that doesn't I did not really it. like it no yeah I Mike,
2: hear you Mike on that note last time a couple of weeks ago we asked David Garrard what was the best uh, court down and distance situation for a quarterback what was the what was your favorite thing to do as an NFL player Ooh,
5: you know what four minute offense and uh, Tavar Jackson and Russell Wilson will probably tell you that's not my favorite time of the game but I loved it um uh, it's when I earned my money. It's when I would usually uh, What – I've
3: never heard four the minute reference four-minute offense.
5: Yeah, man, it's when you're up. You're up by however many, and you don't want to give the ball back. And um, if you're into four minutes, you can go into four-minute offense and with a whole quarter left. But basically you're running the heck out of the ball, and they know it's coming. The whole stadium know it's coming. Linebackers are meeting you on your side of the line of scrimmage. I'm breaking helmets. It's awesome, man. Oh, yeah.
3: That and that's pretty uh, cool. That 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 is uh, that's pretty fun stuff. Yeah, that's Black Tie's favorite question. Your favorite kind of down and distance. Yeah,
5: stuff. yeah. I mean, I used to have to put smelling salts. I had six of them lined up across the belt of my uh, my pants. Is that so true? In the middle, I can just sniff it real quick and throw it and get going. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty cool.
3: I Michael Robinson <laughs> also a master of head games. He told us yeah. once that uh, that he would say to the opposing players, "You need to. You you should. Uh, you're." coach should be using you a lot more. You're way too good to be Reduced to this rule. punt return.
5: That's yeah. when I used it because I hated punt return.
3: <laughs> you know, head game.
5: A guy, you know, one of their backup linebackers is blocking me, and I'm like, dude, you should be playing, man. You're the best.
3: <laughs> He's like, you know what? I am the best. And the whole time we're talking, by the they come out of the locker room turmoil. <laughs> like, yeah, I just had it out with the coach. Yeah, I don't, I don't even. I, I think I'm just going to sit it out. I'm exactly, doing it. man. You know. Hey, Michael Robinson, what do you make about I? I mean, listen. I don't. I, I hate people who get up on Mount Pius about everything. You know the 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 fun police, whatever. What you know? I understand Johnny Football as an individual. Johnny Manziel had some issues to contend with, but I just I resent, in broad strokes, that people are sort of patting him on the back and saying, "Isn't it great that he gave up the money thing?" Don't we don't we need? Don't we want personality? I know that this it, it didn't work for that kid, but he was supposed to be the 21st century's Broadway Joe. And now we're going to go everybody at the the stiff answers. <laughs> Aren't we better off with a little bit of villainy, a little bit of controversy, a little bit of heat a little bit. But he,
5: here's the deal. Uh John and I said it last night on Total Access, Johnny worked on himself immensely this off season. Who he is as a person, um his personal issues. But did he work on himself as a football player? Because yeah, right. If, if you can't play the game of football, you won't be throwing up any money symbols. So, uh, but in a strip club, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did he get better as a football player? I,
3: That's a great point. Yes, everybody's back pat- anymore. Man, you <laughs> should be starting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was pretty,
5: that was pretty sweet.
3: Yeah, we save we save our favorite uh, sound bites from uh, from our guests here. Yeah. Um. So uh my, by the way did you watch uh, NBA finals? You're yes, NBA I, guy. Did. I did.
5: I did. I I kind of uh I was going for LeBron, I cannot lie. Uh but I kind of figured Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors just had too much. Uh I wanted I wanted to see something great. You know, I I like to see greatness. I felt like That's right. LeBron why, James is kind of you know, he wasn't playing against the Warriors. He was playing against the greats, Michael Jordan, Elgin Baylor, you know, all, all the greats that played before him. He's thinking on that level. So you know, I wanted to see greatness, but at the end of the day, um, I think Golden State had too much, and ultimately, teams win
2: championships.
3: Well, yeah, but and yet LeBron has to be the MVP of that series.
2: Right? <laughs> <Which is laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel about that as a player? Like, well, yeah, obviously he's the most valuable player in, in the world, for crying out loud. But in a series, if giving a man a trophy, can you give that to the guy to play on a losing team?
5: Well, if you're talking about the best player. Um, in the series, LeBron James is the best player in the series. Now, if the award is going to the best player on the winning team,
2: which we know that's which much we know what that's is. pretty
5: much what it is. I mean, you guys probably don't remember, but in my Orange Bowl game, a Florida State kick returner won the MVP. Who was that? lost? Uh, Eddie Reed. I mean, not Ed Reed. Um, not Ed Reed. Uh, last name Reed. R E I D. Punt returner mm. from Florida State, number twenty six. Hmm. And he's standing up on a podium, surrounded by Penn Staters. He's smiling,
3: <laughs> taking his pictures. He didn't right? care. <laughs> I was waiting. I was wondering that, and I, I was surprised when they said at the podium there that they uh, um, announced Andre Igadala. Yeah. I thought they're going to announce LeBron, but it'll be it's in Cleveland, so he'd get a big hand, obviously, from the fan. <laughs> but he's not going to walk out there and get the award surrounded by the guys who just beat his that team. That would have right? been hilarious. Wouldn't that been great? I him mean, doing that. The photo though? ops would have been. You know. Hey, so we're bouncing around here. I just, I'm just i doing my all-division teams, and you can look at those at NFL.com. And instead of Pro Bowl, two conferences. Obviously, I've chopped them up even further into uh, teams of eight. And you being a longtime NFC West guy, the ones that are controversial – I mean, Russell Wilson has to be the quarterback. Marshawn has to be the running back. The wide receivers as a group in that in that division are pretty sad, you know, when you think about it. <laughs> really, I mean, that, that, the – I, do I get it right Michael Floyd and Quan Bolden and uh <laughs> if I'm having three starters out there I guess I would throw either Tory Smith or Larry Fitzgerald out there or maybe Doug Ball or Doug Baldwin yeah, you, or you could
5: throw Doug Doug in there I mean Jermaine Curtis has some big big time I mean St. Louis Rams oh Kenny Britt I mean Yeah Yeah that's it. something. Yeah, it's not good, right? <laughs> no, not good at all. All but. right, let
3: let's dig in here. Let's dig in while we because time is short already. So let's. Uh, I, I there are so many things I want to talk to you about. Hopefully, if you're going to be around this summer, we can uh, we can we make it. We a, just need a show.
5: A set, like know what? something separate where it's just you know you and
3: I. Yeah. Do you like, hear that? Like, we need a show. Are you listening, Kamish Goodell? I want. I listen. <laughs> Michael Robinson says it. Make it so. Let's do it, man. I agree. Now let's do best fight song in college football. Black Tie. Really, you don't know anything about college football. I don't know. But you, but you know, I don't know if you know this. Michael Robinson. He judges movies. He really. Oh, we spoke it. about yes. the, last time. Yeah. the quality of movies based on the score. Remember that? Yes, that's yes. his weird. Uh, one of <laughs> one of the many weird things about Black Tie. And then behind the glass, Tommy Ty will help us out here. He's a big UT uh, Vols fan. So okay, let's start there. In fact, that's a good one. Rocky Tie. Rocky you just can't beat
4: man. it. You can't beat it. Old
3: Rocky Top. Not yet. Rocky. No, no. Well, don't, I don't, we don't want to sit through the yeah. whole thing.
5: Yeah. Ah, bah, bah.
3: Ah. Good old Rocky Top. Rocky Top, Tennessee. Look at him really? wagging his is finger. That, is this for real? That's their real fight song. Wow. You don't like this? Ah. I, oh, I, feel I like think the
5: they all song. need to be revamped. With some 808, some bass, no, <laughs> something going
3: on, man. Way too many trumpets. Yeah, yeah,
2: man. too but triumphant. They're, but
3: they're old. That's the thing, is that you know. Yeah, man. But I mean, come on. Uh, you know what? I like where your head's at. It's Let's see if we can man. revamp some college football songs, <laughs> 21st century style. What is 808? You know the bass. You know the bass drops. I don't know, man. I always thought I've heard people say you ever heard 808, of 808 heartbeats. Yeah. I always thought that was an area code. I did. I always thought that was some reference to a. A music that came out of that area code. Dave, I didn't know you're I
5: mean, awesome. I need you to go around the hood with me.
3: Uh, come <laughs> well, on hood, listen, man. I'm square. What do you want yeah. from me? All right, now let's go to Michigan. I think that's the gold standard, right? And I think that, uh, that's... <laughs> Hail to Michigan, the leaders and bands. All right, that's yeah, good. Yeah that's, yeah,
5: that's okay, but, you know.
3: Still, still, nothing has struck your fancy yet. Uh, I mean, Try this one on for size. Uh, this one comes from the banks of the three rivers. It's the heart of football in the these United States. Nay, the entire big blue marble. Dun, dun,
4: dun, 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 dun. This
3: is Pitt. Yeah, dun. yeah, yeah. Does this like one this. sicken you. Oh yeah, no, I like this one. you like this one? Yeah, I like. Even it. as a Penn State guy, yeah. you can you can. Appreciate. I never play Pitt. We don't play Pitt, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna fix that. We're gonna get the hope back so. on. I I so. That's what that was when I was growing up Pitt. that was the best rivalry in in all of college football. Pitt, well, I I
5: heard uh, Joe was working before, you know, he left, he was working on a, on, a, on a date or a game to get in 2016,
3: but <laughs> I heard Pitt backed out. That's no. what I heard. He let me tell you something. Joe Paterno didn't like the Jackie Share. a little bit of history for football fans. <laughs> I've heard Oh, unedited Joe Paterno wanted to form his own football his own sports conference. In the early 80s. Jackie Sherrill and Pitt said, no, we're going to the Big East, which they did. Joe Paterno didn't like that because he's the king. And so he hated Pitt. And so he canceled the series out of petulance. How say you, <laughs> Michael Robinson? <laughs> well,
5: I think he was, look- he was trying to make a better conference, man. Okay, where grades meant something, the grand experiment. Don't tell about me the about grades. Experiment? You ever heard about the grand experiment? Like I've, i Penn State, I never was offered money to go there. I can say some other schools where I was. Is that true? Yeah, I mean bags of money. Really? Yeah, but you're not going to name them for us. Now,
3: I know it doesn't even make a difference. Well, on one of
5: one of our shows, maybe. You know, this isn't both of our show though. It's just yours.
0: Right? Ah,
3: hear that, commission. <laughs> He's dangling a carrot. He's going to spill. He's going to tell us what's <laughs> happening. Give us Notre Dame here. That's why we, you can't have a rank the uh, Rudy. I don't care. College football's better when Notre Dame is in the mix. Yes, right? I can't lie. It I don't is. like them. Um, you know, it's like I, you know, I don't like the, you know, I don't like the Lakers, but it's better when the Lakers are good. Makes the sport better when that, when they're in the, in the mix. There, give me. Wisconsin.
4: Ooh.
3: When do we get to the good part? (laughs) On Wisconsin, on Wisconsin. Oh, there it is. All right. Now give me. I want to. This to me is the most underrated of them all. In fact. Our our uh, armed forces, our academies—they do the best of all the songs. Army is the best one. Play. It. Da, 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 da 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 da. Hail to the army team. Like. yeah. This is nice. I like Isn't this. that. Good. Yeah. Give us now navy. Away, my boys, anchors, away. Da, 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 da. It's got a little
5: tempo to it, you know?
3: It's got some 808 to it. <laughs> Turn up the 808. Give me one more Air Force. They're flying high into
5: the sun. They're like, they almost all sound alike. I mean, it's all right, like.
3: final vote, Michael Robinson. I would have to go. Navy. Navy's your yeah. favorite of them all. Yeah. The ones that you just All right. Yeah. We're gonna continue to work on this. Michael Robinson Please do. What a pleasure to come in here. Always, Dave. Always. Um and listen, that's not jive. That's a listen. I uh, you you know the rule here. No jive. Absolutely. Michael Robinson in here all the time. Come on, let's make this happen already, Michael I'm Robinson. Down. We you don't know, you know what? 21st century technology now allows that we don't even have to be in the same place. We could, t- we could kibitz on computers. No one will know the difference. I'm down. Do you hear this? I want everybody to hear this. Make Me, it happen. Michael Robinson, we don't need black tie anymore.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, black tie.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, It'll maybe. just be us. Hey, thanks only, for coming only, in, Michael oh, Robinson. Always a wonderful. pleasure. Only hey. a for one token black guys, are you saying? Oh, don't Behave yourself, Please. <laughs>
3: Hey, give me, you know which one we skipped? It has to be, if you're doing this, USC, too. I want to hear USC real quick here. Da, da, da. It's different.
2: This is the best one I've heard.
3: Well, it's, it's certainly, like I say, Michael Robinson said they all sound alike. This one does not sound like anything else. Do we of ha-
2: my tempo right there. I like that.
3: What about we don't have Ohio State, right? I, I, Ohio State's is fine; it's not great. Do we? All right, now let's hear. Now we're blowing through them. So that was Ohio State. Let's hear. Oh, I you know an underrated one, Northwestern. Go, you Northwestern. Bum, 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 bum. Go, you Northwestern. Now, Georgia Tech, the Ramblin' Wreck. The Wreck, from Georgia Tech, a hell of an engineer. You know what? This makes my top five or six. All right, couple more here. Um, let's hear. How about uh, UCLA? People always go with US- USC here, but this is pretty good. <laughs> you know what? That also is great. Hey, I need someone else on the mic to, to weigh in here. Black Tie, you're welcome to do it. Or if you don't feel uh, 808-ish enough, then... Uh, my,
4: rank, my rankings all depend on how
3: hype it gets the crowd. Well, yeah, you know, the USC one is pretty cool. At the, at the start of the fourth quarter, and based on the time that they play a lot of their games, right. the sun is going down. Mm-hmm. And as the sun is setting over the edge of the historic Coliseum, There's a big torch. You've seen it if you've watched the Olympics. There's the Olympic torch there. And the band plays that it's you know, it sounds, you know, like a Trojan army might uh might walk to the battlefield right too i agree it's, and they play top, that they play ten. yeah they play that and then they light that torch against the uh, against the the uh descending sun and you feel like what 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 century are we in right now it, <laughs> it really is an awesome vibe that they create there anybody who says la is not a sports town i say go see a usc game you'll feel like where, where are we? what little college town in the midwest are we in right now um Give me which one ever's better, Texas or Texas A and M? There, I don't, I don't have an answer here, Tommy Ty.
4: Woo, it's close. Both are good. All right, give me them both real fast. All right. Texas is good.
3: Eh, that gets a big shrug for me. Give me A and M.
4: Oh. My mom actually used to wake up to this. I'm making the money sign right now. Yeah. But it's all about Texas. That's the only thing. It's goodbye to Texas University. Say goodbye to the orange and white. No, this is A&M. Oh. Yeah, it's it's, it's decent. But it's all about Texas. No, no, no,
3: no, no. I think you're sleeping on that one. No, it's really good. No, it's top
4: five. Uh, my, my funny story about that one. My mom has uh, six siblings, and my grandfather used to wake him up to the to the A and fight song every day. Mm. Imagine that.
3: Um. All right, final votes here. Let's uh, let's cast them here. Black tie. How say you, Tommy? Tie. I mean, it, what it, is your get, I like, like.
4: I said. Like I said, it's obvious. It's obvious that I'm gonna root for Tennessee. I got you, but being an alum, but. Put Hail the pit.
3: Hail the pit. Put All that aside, though. Son.
4: Put that aside, though. My favorite fight song is Rocky Top because it gets the the crowd so hype. I and mean, they it, do. It, and by the way, 104,000 people singing Rocky Top. It's and they play it, it about uh,
3: one hundred and forty two times yes. per game too. Black tie. How say you? What's um, your fancy there?
2: Not being a college football guy, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. But US, the USC song sounded the best. By far, USC,
3: I mean, that's going to get a lot of votes. All right, what's your give me your two and three? Do you have anything else? Um,
2: there? UCLA started pretty off, started off pretty good and then kind of got into the regular, you know, triumphant trumpets. And then other than that, not you know, just those two for me.
4: Tommy Ty? uh, gotta go Notre Dame number two, hmm, classic, and then Michigan number three.
2: Oh, I like Michigan too. Like All
4: right,
3: Michigan. let's kick this to next we had Hugh week. Jackman had... sing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we did. Wolverine.
2: Yeah. We had the Wolverine sing the uh, Wolverine fight song. A couple yeah,
3: years ago. that that was very strange to me. That a guy who is the Wolverine doesn't know the Michigan fight oh, song. He is Australian. I don't care. That seems weird. It's like being named Roxanne and not knowing the police made a song named Roxanne. It's 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 uh, ironic and and weird. Um, to me, I, I mean, in the mix for me are Army. I love that Air Force one. That Georgia Tech one and the Michigan one. I'm going to have to think about this, but we'll kick it to next week to let you, the listener, weigh in. Hashtag us DDFP. In fact, Black Tie, if you'd be so kind, put a poll up there for us at NFL.com slash Sheck, and let's see what the Sheck Republic comes back with here on the best fight songs. But we will go with Rocky Top. Let's include that one as well. Army, USC, Michigan, and... I like that uh you know what? I like that A and M one. So let's A and M A M.
4: Gotta throw Notre Dame in there too.
3: Yeah, you're right. And Notre Dame. So right. put that poll up there and uh and we'll see what you come back with. We have a lot of you know, by the way, I promise next week we'll get handsome Hank in here and uh and so handsome Black Tie and I can really finally look at Game of Thrones it's not back for quite some time so we're not in any big hurry to do it but to look at Game of Thrones and really uh, figure out what we just saw there the 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 horror across Westeros that uh, that was that last episode but right now let's uh let's step uh, let's let black tie why don't you step out here because I believe we have one of the all-time greats on the line Herschel Walker <laughs>
2: Dave Dave
3: Well, as you know here on the show, we love nothing more than ranking players, teams, so on and so forth. This guy ranks on anyone's list among the all-time great running backs, college and pro. Here he is everybody. Herschel Walker. What's going on, man? Nice to see you.
6: Hey, nice to see you. Thank you for having me on.
3: Certainly, I, like I say, I want to talk about uh, your career and uh, how varied it is. And as far as that goes, now you're into MMA and have been for a little while here. What's going on, first of all, Friday night in St. Louis on Spike TV?
6: Well, Friday night in St. Louis, you got two legends. Uh, you have Kimbo Slice, who's who's a legend, and he's, a, he's like a YouTube sensation mm. who's going to be fighting Ken Shamrock. You know, Ken Shamrock was around when MMA first started. So you got guys that are a little up in age, but these guys can still fight. So it's been a long time coming because a year ago, these guys were supposed to have fought. And they had a lot of animosity towards each other then. And they had trained so hard. And then, like the day of the fight, uh, like a week out, not a week out, but the day before the fight, uh, Ken Shamrock backed out. I think he got cut and he couldn't fight. And Kimbo went into uh, another fight, ended up losing, which he was a little bit upset because when you train for one guy, it's tough sometimes to change gears. So uh, they had all this animosity towards each other, and now they're going to put it on finally and see who's the better man. And you also got uh, Pitbull. He's going to be fighting. He's going to be putting his belt on the line. You got uh, Bobby Lashley. You know, everyone know Bobby as as a wrestler. You know, you've seen him up against a... Huck Hogan, all those uh, John Cena's you've seen Bobby against them. Now he's going to step into the cage again and see what he can do there.
3: Well, all that on uh, Spike TV Friday night at 9 o'clock and uh, be on the lookout for that. And you like uh, getting in there yourself sometimes, right?
6: I, I, I love getting in there. You know, whether I'm going to fight again, who knows? I'm still training. And I've told people, you know, if the, if it comes up and somebody want to throw down, you know, I'm ready to get back into the cage. Oh. You know, I, I love that. I love that training. Oh, so you if you want to say anybody me.
3: wants it, you know who wants it,
6: Damashek. Yeah, wants it? Come, you want yeah, it? You say, think you got
3: the grit for Damashek?
6: Yeah, come on, get it. I tell them. I say, you know, uh, bring more than a fork to the table, though. I tell people <laughs> to bring a little bit more than just a fork <laughs> because I love this sport. I think MMA, and this is the honest truth. You know, I train all the time, and probably the toughest training I've ever done is when I'm doing MMA. I love training, and uh, MMA really gives me the workout that I. That I need. All
3: right. Well, now let's talk about college football. I first became aware of you as a uh, as a kid growing up in Pittsburgh, PA. I was a big Pitt football fan. Nineteen eighty. I want you to answer. I've talked to Buck Belue about this, yes. the quarterback of the Georgia Bulldogs. True or false? The Georgia Bulldogs got lucky not having to play the mighty Pitt Panthers and Hugh Green and that great defense. Instead, you got Notre Dame. Pitt could have taken Georgia that year.
6: Well, you know what's So funny, we did get lucky not to play, uh, not to play Pitt because you know with Hugh Green and all of them, we probably would have beat them pretty bad. But you know, it was great that we got a chance to play Notre Dame. That was a little bit better than Pittsburgh. But I'm not trying to hurt your feeling. But that's what oh, I was Herschel. told. Whether that's true, whether it's true or not, you know, I don't know. But I tell you what, Hugh Green is, you know, he was a great, great friend, and I had a a great opportunity to meet Hugh my very first time at some of the All-American banquets, and I tell you what, he is a great, great man.
3: What, so you heard – are you try, Are you trying to talk stuff, Herschel? You said, no, no, no. Notre I Dame I, was I, not
6: I, better than Pitt in 1980. I just thought back in 1980, but you got to remember, you know, I've been hit in the head a lot during this <laughs> MMA. I got hit in the head a lot, and sometimes I may get confused. <laughs> well, you know, like
3: I say, I became aware of you, like the rest of uh, football America did, back in 1980 when you made the scene. And really, you know, I would seen Tony Dorsett play and some other guys – but you were a revelation. I mean, it really isn't hyperbole to say you jumped out and looked like that is a different sort of human being out there, the best college football player of all time. And I think you could still make that case to today that Herschel Walker is the greatest college football player of all time. How say you?
6: Well, you know, I, I'm going to say something, and, uh, you know, people say, oh, he's just talking like a running back. But, hmm. you know, when you look at the films of me playing, look at how many times I do not get hit in a bike field. I had a great, great team that uh, Coach Dula surrounded me with, and, and I'm not going to sit here and take all the credit. You know. And you know for a fight, it's a team sport, but at the same time, when a running back don't get hit by line hand, behind that line of scrimmage, he should be able to go out there and score, score a touchdown. And if he's not doing that, he's not the right guy for that job.
3: Um, Well, so you leave Georgia, you get the Heisman Trophy, Um, you really could have had it in 1980, but you get your Heisman Trophy, you have a national championship. And, you know, for any of the younger people out there listening, they don't really, maybe, they're not as familiar with the USFL. Maybe they equate it with the XFL as some sort of a joke, but the USFL was for real, and you were one of the big names who went that route instead of going to the NFL,
6: right? Well, it was USFL was for real, and it, the reason you can say it was for real, think about when the USFL went on. The majority of the Pro Bowl guys that year was from the USFL. And you think of likes like Steve Young, Jim Kelly, Reggie White, Anthony Carter. You know, you had some guys, uh, Zimmerman. You had some guys there that mm-hmm. can play football. And I tell you, the, M- the USFL made an impact in the NFL. You know, Reggie White, who I consider probably still the best uh defensive lineman to ever play football, you know, there's no no doubt JJ Watts today is showing you that he's a very, very athletic guy. But I tell you Reggie White still hold it in my book.
3: Yeah, that and, and I you know, I loved watching uh those games, but for you in particular, is there, is there something about it that make it is a little bittersweet in that I mean, when you were at the New York Generals, you were playing. I mean, New Jersey Generals, you were playing eighteen game seasons. You were getting a ton of carries. You were going up over two thousand yards, and yet that probably, in a weird way, keeps you out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Does that, uh, is, is that fair to say?
6: Well, I don't know whether it should keep me out because I tell people sometimes I say, guys, let's just take away. Let's take away my yards from the from the USFL. Just go with my yards from the NFL, Mm -hmm. and still, if you just use those, that there is the uh, Hall of Fame caliber to get into the Hall of Fame if you're going to get in. You know, there are things that I've done there that no player has done yet. And, 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 And I'm not sure whether it's a little guys upset because I was in the USFL, but I said, guys, you know what? I don't regret anything. Going to the USFL made me a better football player, and let me tell you the reason why. When I first, when I was in college, you watched me run the ball. And people just considered me just a runner. People just thought I could run the ball. But now, let's go to what I did in the professional. People saw that I can catch the ball when I was in the USFL. So I get to the Cowboys in the very first year. I break the Cowboys receiving records. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a running back. You know, the Cowboys had some great receivers before I came in. And I break the Cowboys receiving records. And now, now I'm over, they say, over 500 yards receiving. I have 4,000 yards returning the uh, ball, 4,000 yards uh, uh, with reception, 4,000 yards uh, running. The only players that have 4,000 and all that. And I said, guys, that's a little bit different. So I, I say I'm not ashamed of anything, and I think the USFL made me a better player.
3: Yeah, I hear you. And I, but I often talk about you in particular, but also Mike Rogier and Joe Cribs and so many other guys who really belong in the Hall of Fame. I mean, like we say – this, the USFL was real football, high-caliber football. It just happened to be played in the spring. And if it would have hung on for another year or two, I bet you there would have been an AFL-NFL-type merger. And you and Jim Kelly, when, the, when those two teams merged, that would have been a mighty duo. But what was it like? You're a, a New Jersey general. Your owner, of course, is Donald Trump. I don't know if you've heard. He's running for president now. What was that like uh, playing for him and, uh, you know, knocking around with that guy?
6: Well, you know, it was an honor to play for Donald. You know, people can say a lot of things about Donald, but what what I can say is he was a good man. He was a good man to me. He was a good man to a lot of the players. You know, uh, he uh, well he was involved. You know, it wasn't that he just owned the team, but Donald was involved. He know he knew guys' name, and and one thing he did, he tried to learn the game. I remember he was trying to learn the game. He was not there trying to interfere with uh, the game like some owners may do. But Donald was into it, and. And I loved him being the owner. You wanted to win for him. He brought class to that organization. And, and I made a statement when uh, Buffalo was up for sale. And someone asked me the question, said, uh, what do you think of Donald Trump buying the Buffalo Bills? I said, that would be the best thing in the world for mm. Donald Trump to own an NFL team because, first of all, he's going to bring class to it. He is a Jerry Jones, and I think Jerry Jones is probably the best owner in the, in the league. And I'm not taking anything from Mr. Kraft. I think Mr. Kraft is an excellent owner as well, but I think Jerry Jones is a promoter, and he's promoted the Cowboys. That you know, and, and not to say anything because I didn't say it, but they are America's team. Well,
3: wow, that's fascinating. I I wouldn't know where you come down on the Cowboys because, of course, your name gets dropped a great deal for being the you know the the key piece that as you go to Minnesota. Um, that that sort of makes Dallas into a dynasty, but no bitter feelings or any uh, anything like that with Jerry Jones and the rest of the uh, game.
6: Not at all, not at all. You know, this is a business, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes uh, we as players sometimes got to realize that it's a business. It's nothing personal, and you know. Uh, and they, I remember Coach Landry said something one time to me. He said, uh you got to remember this is a business, and one day I may have to cut a player that, and I don't want to be too close to him that I can't do something that's right for this team." And you realize that that's what it's about. It's, it's about the team. It's not about an individual player. So when a player is traded or when a player is released, you know they're doing it because they're trying to make the team better. I don't think they have anything personal against that player, and, and I think that's what makes it tough. You know, in the situation of Adrian Peterson, I think that was a tough, tough situation in Minnesota when they turned their backs on it. And after they turned their backs on him, I thought they should have released him. And they didn't release him today. They want him back, and you know there's a lot of mixed emotion today. I think that's the only time there's a there's a situation there that I think sometimes it can get personal.
3: Well, Herschel, one let's make a right turn and then uh, and then we'll uh, call it. A, I, I hope this is just an appetizer, though, Herschel. I'd love to talk to you for three hours. I really want to dig in on college foot, USFL, all of it. But since we're talking some MMA here, let's finish it there. What NFL player would win if we did a big tournament of MMA? Who what, what uh, NFL well, or right now would uh, do well?
6: Right now, that would win. I I think uh, JJ Watt's would have a very very good opportunity because he is a he's a great athlete, and being an MMA fighter, you want to be a good athlete because I, like I said, MMA is the toughest toughest thing I ever done in my life. Hmm. And but you have to train. Uh, I can tell you today, any guy walking off a football field walking into a cage will absolutely get his lunch eaten. I don't care. Uh, what size he is, I don't care who's fighting, but he, his lunch will get taken because you better go into a gym, you better train. You know, before my first fight, and this is coming from a black belt, you know, I was a black belt in Taekwondo, mm-hmm. but before my first fight, I trained for about nine months before I stepped into that cage.
3: Well, Herschel, let's, hey, here's an idea let's make a JJ Watt and Gronk the undercard, and then the main event. Herschel V. Damashek. We settled the score 30, 40 years after the 1980 national championship. We figured out. Hey, hold up that right fist there. This is our our promotional photo. We
6: can do it. You and I, we're going to be on spike. We can get it done.
3: You're going down, Herschel Walker. In the Uh, meantime. (laughs) Listen, this guy belongs in the Hall of Fame already. It's enough already. He's one of the all-time great football players, college pro, and, uh, and one day, he and I will get into the octagon, and we'll settle things uh, once and for all. Meantime, Spike TV, Friday night, Kimbo and Shamrock. Thanks for the time there, Herschel.
6: Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's Dave Damashek. Oh, boy, that ain't jive. I could talk to Herschel for three hours. I would love to hear. I would like to do 90 minutes on the USFL and talk to him about his best uniform, what the best uniforms were in the USFL. I like to, sometimes in my free time, I like to go online and look at USFL <laughs> uniforms. It's true. I do. They're very nice. Memphis Showboats, I think you'll find, is uh, very handsome. You can let me know how you feel about that one. Um, but thanks to Herschel.
2: Speaking uh, of Game of Thrones, if you watch the video of that interview, and should be up uh, on Thursday, you'll see a little Game of Thrones nod, graphically.
3: Is that right? Yeah, a I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but what you should see is at NFL.com, we are now, I think, four. Um, divisions through our all-division teams. We've done all the cool. NFC. Next week at NFL.com, you can go there and look at our AFC all-division teams. As usual, everybody who has looked at it so far agrees with me 100%, and that's what's nice. It's it's fulfilling when you put something out that is opinion-based and people agree with it 100%. No one has said boo about any decision I made there. Black tie brought in some nice candies You've from, had uh, from Nigeria. No,
2: these are from London, actually. Oh. Yeah, pick one. Ooh, better I'll candy than America by far.
3: A a, car- a caramel. How dare you besmirch? No, the no, United it's not. A,
2: no, it's just the truth. Much richer chocolate. Is that right? Yep. Okay, I'll,
3: I'll be the judge of stuff. that. Um. All right. So, and uh, thanks to Michael Robinson. Sounds like he's going to be around here in the coming weeks. So we look okay. forward to Kibitzing with him again. Why did you just play the blacklist theme there, Tommy Ty? I'm
4: struggling. Struggling.
3: <laughs> play us out with. Uh, I want you to play us out here with. Uh, Georgia Tech's uh, fight. Oh no! You know what? My alma mater, Indiana University. Play us out with Indiana University instead of the Yubnub song. Indiana, Indiana, we're all for you. We'll be back with hooey and applesauce. In the meantime, thanks to you. How do I end the show? Always. Meantime, it's been a thin slice I have been to talk to you.